I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Can I suggest you shut up and show more football? Come on, come on. Figure, figure. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be stormed into the sea. Thank you. Understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Welcome to the treatment room. Um, my mate won't be starting. <laughs> my mate will <laughs> will not be starting a football match anytime soon. Um, and, and not for the first time in his life has picked up a serious knee injury, and I would venture to suggest might be out for the rest of the season. I mean, we've had our own issues in my part of the world as well with COVID, um, which, which has uh, caused issues at B in sports and stretched working conditions uh, a tad, as our old mate Ray Wilkins would say. Uh, and let's face mm-hmm. it, it hasn't been a quiet time on the love football front. Uh, so I'm here for something of a cool down and a little reflection, Andy. My name is Richard Keyes. <laughs> this is the Keyes and Gray podcast. And, and here is a man reborn. Well, I'm not sure about reborn, but I'm certainly rebuilt the way I feel today, I'll tell you. <laughs> there are certain parts of my body that are no longer made of just bone and skin. <laughs> so there are a few additives that I'm now below my skin that I've got to rely on to get through. I have to say, <laughs> I, I think you've done brilliantly inside of a week, not just to have had a knee replacement, Andy, but to be up and about and home. And what one big error, I, I got so used to doing this at a distance now with you, we forgot to say to Adrian Heath uh-huh. last week that we were in different parts of the world. Uh, he, he had no idea that that was the case. So I'm, no. I'm glad that we've already made that plain once again. But um, how are you feeling, seriously, now? Yeah, not bad, to be honest. I mean, I, I, was, I had been told um, that, uh, that the operation was a big one. Um, I had been told uh, it was probably as big as I've had. Uh, in my life, um, I, but sadly, what was com- what compounded it was I needed a second operation immediately before the knee replacement oh, to wow. to fix a, a nerve 
that had got trapped at the back of my knee and was causing problems with my foot. So, and coming coming back home for the knee op, I ended up having two ops. So that kind of that put me on a, a little bit of a downer. But I am I am climbing back up, and uh, as you say, I am at home sitting up, uh, about to start rehab today, uh, for the first time properly. Uh, and as you say, I'll uh, I, I, no, I won't be out for the rest of the season. So I think you'll have me back in Qatar before the season is done. That's certainly my aim. Well, you know, it was I've normally been a quick <laughs> yes. so I'm hoping that's the same here. But um, I'm not recommending these operations to anyone. No, I, I. By the way, you, you will get better. Not in a straight line. You will have good days and bad days, and frustrating days and very enjoyable days. Yeah. And you just have to take it all as it comes. But as I say, I think uh, great credit to even be in a position to talk to us today. So, uh, I thank you for that, my friend. I, 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 I haven't let you down in the time that you've been away. I, I would appear I've been falling out with everybody. Um, Getting some proper, Excellent. proper well done, who, who else? Well, Any new ones? Any new ones that I, I don't know of? I think all the usual suspects. Uh, uh, um, Guardiola this week, the Daily Mirror picked up on something that I'd said about Guardiola, which I stand by, and you know what my argument is. Different class. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. thoroughly enjoyed watching yeah. his Manchester City play football. It's been brilliant. They have found a way to defend, which up until this season had escaped him. So defensively, mm-hmm. they look solid. Uh, they have won the league by a country yeah. mile. But the one trophy he wants and that yeah. he has not won since he left Barcelona is the Champions League. And I haven't yet pointed out, this will be the first time, but I will going forward, that since he was last in the final in 2011, Andy, he has spent wow. £1.4 wow. billion pounds on players at Munich <laughs> and Manchester City and hasn't been beyond a semi-final. Now, I happen to think that that's an extraordinary amount of money that he hasn't yet delivered a return on. One point, that's just on fees, let alone wages, agents' fees, and everything else that goes yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're, you're absolutely right. You're 100% right in, in the way you've just expressed it there. Absolutely. I could not agree more with you, right? He, at club level, um, uh, in the national arenas that he's been in, in Spain and Germany and, and in England, he's Done brilliantly. That goes without saying. Not only you, but he. He now knows, Richard, that he has to mm. to put him to elevate him. I think right up there, and I mean elevate him really, right up there, along with the very, very best. He's up there. He's right up at the top echelon. But to put him right up there, he has to take a team, as you said, without Messi at his best and various others, and Xavi and Iniesta, all at their best. He has to take a team and go and win the Champions League. I agree with you. When he does that, then there's no argument about him. None at, None at all. all. And I, there's I, very little argument, no. in my opinion. We, we would probably argue there's very little argument at the moment. The man is talented. He's a hugely talented coach. Does it his way. Um, and brilliant. But, but we all talk about put your medals on the table, put your wins on it. Look at, look at Mourinho, Porto. Into Milan, mm-hmm. Champions League winners. You know, he's, he took two, two teams that you would think would get nowhere near it, really. At the time, mm. he was the coach of both of them. You think, they're not going to win the Champions League. They aren't good enough. He took them to the title. Now, that's Pep's got to do with clubs. He hasn't done with clubs that have far more talent than either, I think, Porto or Inter Milan under Mourinho had. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, he's got he's got he's got one he's got one big. If you look to his house, there's a there's a there's a bookcase or a, or a, a cabinet, and there's one big empty space in it. One, mm. I believe, just one, and that's it. And it's the Champions League without, and it would say probably Champions League without Messi <laughs> at his best. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, if you have any thoughts on this, do please get in touch. You're, you're welcome to do so on Insta and Twitter. It's the same handle at Keys and Grey Pod. Keys and A N D Grey Pod. Um, a welcome again to all our listeners. A big hello to our new ones, which increases every week. I'm delighted to say, Andy. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and follow on whatever platform it is that you get your podcasts from. We will then appear automatically for you. Uh, and what we've been doing in the last couple of weeks is saying hello to listeners in a particular part of the planet that have joined us in, in numbers that we didn't expect to see. So just just a quick, uh, very quick mm. geography quiz, Andy. Uh, this city is densely populated for its size, a population of 9.12 million. Uh, you'll find a lot of this place's history uh -huh. in British museums. Uh, this place is in North Africa, the home of the Boy King. You can see the odd pyramid here and there. <laughs> <laughs> By now, uh, <laughs> you have to say, uh, this is Cairo in Egypt. So welcome to all of our listeners, yeah. our new listeners in Egypt. It's, it's, oh, lovely. it's really lovely to have you Fantastic. on. Fantastic. Um, I, I, I also, last night, I got quite serious at what I'm, I'm still laughing, Andy, because I can hear our director in my ear um, as Steve McManaman joins us from his home. And I noticed that over his left shoulder, he, he's, he's got framed the very famous saying, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. So I saw this and I dressed it up with a question about Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Steve, is it? Is it? <laughs> and I can hear the boys at RN going, wow, what a good line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very good, son. Very good. Uh, it was good to see Steve. I also I don't think we can let this pass, Andy, this podcast, without saying thank you and goodbye to Ian St. John, who... who for me, oh, no. Um, no. not just one of the Liverpool greats, one of one of television's greats, um, and and of course, like yourself, like the nice guys, like Ray Wilkins, you know, you don't succeed by being entirely an enjoyable personality. There's a dark side. There's a. I always said of Ray Wilkins, if you annoyed him, you you would soon find out. And I think it was the yeah. same with the Saint, wasn't it? There yeah. was a, an inbuilt steel about him. Um, you couldn't succeed without that. Oh, definitely. Definitely, I love to say it. you're right, Richard. I mean, I got to know him obviously um, in television, particularly uh, you know around yeah, around the time he burst on the scene after he retired with the Greavesy in that uh, hugely successful show they put together. I was in the sort of the peak of my career as a footballer, so I I, I met both boys and got to know both boys extremely well. And uh, the, the scene was just a great lad. Uh, I have one memory of him. You sent me the video of him, but I remember this, this week <laughs> about when we got to our FA Cup final. And uh, the state, full marks him, full marks him. He, he decides to come to Belfield, their training ground at, at Everton, um, the week <laughs> of the Cup brilliant. final, when we played yeah. Watford, I think it was. And he comes and he says, I'm going to train with the boys. And of course, he came and trained us and we gave him dogs abuse and he's running about pass it to me pass it to me no one would give him a kick of the ball it was wonderful and then we, then we all jumped him we all jumped him and beat him up at the end of the training session nah but he was he was a fabulous lad sadly another another one of the game's good guys has, 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 has taken his leave yeah. of us sadly I, I think I sent this to you as well it's at times like this that there is no 
border in in Liverpool. Scousers are as no. one when they lose no. the greats. And Joe Royal sent me this this week, Andy. I've got to read it because it, it makes me laugh, and I think it, it, it's lovely. Go on. Uh, sums Ian up. Scouser touring America on holiday stops in a remote bar in the hills of Nevada, and he's chatting to the barman when he when he spies an old Native American sitting in the corner. Who's he? Asks the scouser. Oh, that's the memory man, says the barman. He knows everything. He can remember any fact. Go and try him out. So the scouser wanders over and asks, who won the 1965 FA Cup final? Liverpool, replies the memory man. Tourist is amazed. He said, who do they beat? Leeds, comes the reply. And the score, 2-1. So scouser some, tries something more specific. Who scored the winning goal? And the Native American says, um, without even blinking, Ian St. John. Wow, impressed. So he goes home, um, <laughs> regales his mates and his friends with this tale, and determined to return and pay his respects to this extraordinary man one day. Ten years later, he saved enough money and returns to America. And after weeks of searching through the towns of Nevada, he finds the memory man in a cave in the mountains. Scouser steps forward, bows, and greets <laughs> the Native American. And what he imagines from old films to be traditional native tongue, he says, how? And the memory man squints at him and says, Diving header in the six-yard box. <laughs> R.I.P. Ian, they knew you everywhere. And I thought that was absolutely lovely. They did know him everywhere. He was a wonderful, yeah. wonderful man. And it's really sad. Uh, something else that surfaced this week, Andy, and, and I didn't realise that it, it didn't quite hit the mark. Um, certainly did in our part of the world, obviously, when we uh, spoke to the President of the United States on being Sports. Um but yes. it was sent back to me this week. Not not only is it not only is it funny this five six minute exchange that we had with him, but I didn't realise, and I don't think you did until we spoke, how close your two families are. Give 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 us a flavour of how this started before we hear it, because I, I I want to share it with a wider audience now. Well, I, obviously you know, but those who don't, my my mother's side of the family, uh, my mother hails from the Isle of Lewis off the northwest coast of Scotland um, and was born and bred there and a very tight community. And what I found out after Mr. Trump became president of uh, America was that his mother and my mother, mm. roughly the same age, went to the same school mm. and came from the same village. Wow. So I thought, mm. wow. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 my recollection of it is that the 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 mother um, was an awful lot closer to to to, to the both of you than than actually you realised. So, uh, the, the the scene yes. is got got to, got to set the scene. It was if you remember, Southampton were in the League Cup final, and it turns out that Correct. it's extraordinary. I didn't know this either, but he's he's got quite a soft spot for Southampton, or did have. I don't know if that's still the case. So, it was at a supporters club meeting yeah. ahead of the final. And and we ended up managing to get him on the phone. And this is how it unfolded. And it's just, it's absolutely brilliant, this. The President of the United States is on the telephone now. Um, um, Mr. President, can you hear us? It's uh, Andy Gray and Richard Keyes. Hello, this is Donald Trump. Uh, uh, how, um, how is it, uh, Mr. President, and, and why have we not known for as long as this that uh, you, you are a closet Southampton fan? First of all, let me say, Mr. Keyes, that you and Mr. Gray are doing a tremendous job. You're doing a tremendous job, and it's beautiful. And I am so proud to be on your show. And that's true. That's true. I have been a Southampton fan all my life. I even know their song, I'm Forever Blue, Wing Bubbles. No. Pretty bubbles in 
you know, you got to do it. It's tremendous. Mr. President, did you know that you and I have something in common? That my mother and your mother were born off, an, off the coast of Scotland on an island called the Isle of Lewis, about five miles apart from each other. Let me tell you something, Andy. I, I'm going to reveal a secret here, okay? And nobody knows this, and you and Richard must never tell a soul, okay? People think my mother was Mary McLeod. That's not true. That is not true. My mother's name was Margaret Murray. Oh, <laughs> What's your mother's name? My mother's name. <laughs> Strangely enough, Mr. President, my mother's name is Margaret Murray. Now, well, you are my brother. Andy Gray, I love you. I love you. Do you have the same hair? I bet you do. I bet you do. Well, that, that is a remarkable coincidence. That's an even closer family tie than I thought. I'll be over. I'll be over to Washington to the White House you very shortly. Any time. Stay at Trump Towers. You can have a dump in a Trump. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> Mr. President, it's been a controversial start to your period in charge at, uh, at the White House there. How's it gone for you? It's been tremendous. It's been beautiful. And it's been great. And I have been the best president that has ever been in office. Ever. I'm tremendous. I don't know if you know. But people accuse me of so many things, Richard. They do. They do. They call me racist. I am not racist. And I will explain why I am not a racist. I was invited and went to Desmond Tutu's birthday party. Desmond Tutu. And I don't know if you boys know how hard it is to sing happy birthday to Desmond Tutu. <laughs> happy birthday, Tutu, Tutu, Tutu. Happy birthday, Tutu, Tutu. And what made it even harder was he was 92. <laughs> so I am not a racist, no. Mr. <laughs> Mr. President, briefly, I know you're at a lunch with some, some Southampton supporters. Uh, That's good. Pass the phone to Laurie McMenemy. Is he alongside you? Yeah, one second. Uh, Laurie's just checking the odds on the Southampton goalkeeper eating a four-course meal during the <laughs> game. Laurie, Richard Keyes and Andy Gray. Uh, come on now. Hello, Andy. Hello, Richard. Lovely to talk to you. It's always good to talk to you, Laurie. Laurie Hist can history repeat itself this weekend, Laurie? Well, I hope so, but you never know, do you? That's the trouble. But the big news in the south of England is that, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the last Portsmouth home game, there was some trouble. And some people were throwing coins on the pitch. And the police have said they don't know if it was a criminal act or a takeover bit. Shannon, you want Shannon? Yes, yes please. Yes, please. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to talk to a sweaty. Uh, Andy Gray, you jock. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well, you know, it's great great to be on the show. You two do, you know, a great job and all that, and it, it's fantastic, but... For, for me, you know, I, I, have you seen, I don't know if you've seen it, they've got a TV commercial in the UK right now running, and it's all about walking football. Have you seen it? We walking have, Michael, yes. for old people. Yes, we've done, we've done the subject on the show. Yeah, well, they are saying that this was only invented two or three years ago. Well, that's nonsense, because Matt Letizia invented that in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. 
true. <laughs> Michael, listen, very, we, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry to say we're right out of time, but would, would, would you thank Andy's brother, the president, for yes. us? Yes. Uh, we appreciate him making the effort. I'm and here. I love you. You're tremendous. M Mr. President, thank you thank for your you time. Thank you very much. Thank you very God much, brother. President, former president, <laughs> Donald Trump, speaking on <laughs> Keys and Gray a couple of years ago, along Legend. with Loring McMenemy, the legendary Saints manager, and uh, Michael Shannon. Always, always lovely to hear Mike Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, let me tell you, his mother's, not, his mother's name wasn't Magda. <laughs> right? So let's get that straight, because that's my mother. <laughs> that, did, that did rather surprise you, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Let's introduce uh, yeah. our guest. Um, very good friend of ours. Uh, w w watching his beloved Celtic fall apart at the moment, which I know you're enjoying yourself, Andy. Um, uh, left Ipswich Town this week. I, I think after. Um, well, we'll find out from him. Uh, the uh, the guest, our Keys and Gray podcast guest this week, is the former Ipswich manager. That is Paul Lambert. Uh, Mr. Lambert, uh, how how are you doing after? Well, you've had a week a little bit like Andy's, I suppose. It's been um, it's been interesting, hasn't it? It's certainly been different. Um, I think that's the best way to put it. Um, but I think it, you move on, Richard. Wish it's all the best, and uh, good luck to everybody there. And uh, and I move on. That's that's my little chapter closed, really, and move on again. Great club, though, Paul, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely part of the brutal? world to work. Sorry. Sorry, Richard. I said it's a again. great club. It's 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 a lovely part of the world. To, when you get there, I always find going to East Anglia. Uh, I, I mean, I think you're the same, Andy. Norwich, particularly, <laughs> they tease you in by putting yeah. a road sign uh, every twenty miles, telling you it is only twenty miles, and it's about hundred and twenty. Um, but when you get there, it's a lovely <laughs> part of the world. No, as as a really nice nice part, it really is. And listen, I've met some really good good friends here as well. That that was a. That's that's a nice thing. I mean, the, the legend lies at Butcher and Walk and all them guys and Burley and, and Tyson and Muir and I met all of them. It was it was a brilliant year and I grew up watching that era. You know, they were a, they were a hell of a side at that time. You know, and um, yeah, listen, we all move on and I guess that's football as everybody knows. Yes, yes. Are you are you a bit bruised, we man? No, not 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 at all. And I think as you get older, you you. You know how to deal with things better when, as you get older. You can never put yeah, yeah. Was it with a, a, a young, a young sh a head and, and experience, or an old head and experienced shoulders. Really, you know, it's you just get you just get used to things like that. I think you just. Get, I remember speaking to Carlo Ancelotti one time when he was at Madrid, and he said the same. He said he's been sacked from every club he's been at, and he's been one of the most successful guys <laughs> in world football. Yeah, that's which, fair point. Which, that is true. Which is incredible, you know. Uh, the reason for the yeah. slight delay, Paul, is that we are in all of us. Well, you you two are in the same part of the world. Andy's back in the UK, having undergone knee yeah, surgery are. this week. I forgot to mention that to our guest last week, who I think was a little puzzled about the various delays at different times. But um, that's why I said I think you both had a fairly bumpy week. But but can can we talk more generally? Um, what what I, either of you? What what do we make of what's happening at Liverpool right now, Lambo? Let's start with you. Oh, I, I mean. I don't think anybody saw that coming, but I just always think, Richard, football is it's a really... I think you always have to move on. You have one season, it's great, then you move on and try and have one, it's great. It, 
I don't think you can ever look in the past all that. I just think this, the demand of probably try to win a title again back to back is a tough, tough match. No crowd, I think, certainly hurt Liverpool having no crowd there. I think that certainly hurt them on that side of it. Should a club that size have, have can cope with injuries, it probably should. Should do that size, but just everything's probably going wrong from at the wrong time where I think the expectation level has been really, really on them to go and produce it. But if it was a three years of incredible success, mm. and that's, I think that's really tough mm. to keep going. It's really, really tough to keep going that length of time. I, I think I, I agree with you, Paul. I think that, you know what, that, that when you think, when we look at what's happened and what happens in this week, Paul, as well, it always takes me back to Fairgate at Manchester United and just how mm. incredible he must have been yeah. to do it yeah. year after year after year after year after year and be in the mix and win it and be in the mix and win it and win it and win it. I mean, it was incredible. But as I said to Keys, I don't know if you'll agree, Paul, because we've both played in this league and yeah. it's an unforgiving league and people learn, I think, about the teams you play and people will have learned about Liverpool. Yes, there are other um, circumstances. You mentioned them. No crowd. I think it's a massive loss to Liverpool. Yeah. Couple of three or four centre backs injured, massive loss, but they should cope. You're right, but I do think yeah. that when you've played against the same three front men for three or four years, you as a coach will get to know better ways of nullifying them, of reducing their effect. When you've played against Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson for three or four years, and you know what they do and how important they are to Liverpool, you find ways of nullifying them, and you, and and I think teams get more adept at shutting them out. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. It's funny you saying that, Andy. I mean, obviously, I was a good teammate of Paolo Sosa way back in the, the Dortmund days. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. asking Paolo when, when he was at Juventus, the Marcello Lippi, one of the great coaches of the world, he used to have a turnover of players, I think, every three, four years. And just to yeah, freshen everything up, he used to, probably maybe for that, he bled them Drying to that great Juventus team, Zidane, Deschamps, Djukovic and Chiki Favara and all the guys that, that played at, at, at the top, top level. And, but Liverpool going year in, year out. They've done, I mean, they've been unbelievable. They really have over the last three, four years. I think they've been incredible. This year's mm-hmm. obviously a little bit different. And the front three, I mean, the front three, they never really miss games either, don't they? Not? I mean, they, they churn out the games, eh, no. guys. They, they never no. really miss games. Whether you're right, whether teams sit back deep against them, I think, well, we don't want to let them run in behind, we'll sit deeper and make it difficult for them. But I, I, I'll go back to that point you made there, Andy, about the crowd. I think, I mean, you know what it's like there, the, the crop. I mean, it sucks you in. Mm. It's definitely sucks you in. Yeah. It's a hard place to go, and, to go and get a result. But teams just seem to go there and get a, get a result at the minute. But, but they probably, they'll, they'll probably devalue what, what's happened at the end of the season and really go from there. I've, I've always felt, Lambo, that if there are two grounds where crowds influence referees, one would have to be Anfield, and the other I've always felt was yeah. Parkhead. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, me too. 100%. 100%. <laughs> God blame you, Richard. You've, you've hit it right on the head, Richard. Especially in the last minute yes. of a important game. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. I enjoy watching championship football, Paul, and, 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 and in, in general, the Football League, because of the purity of it now. There is no... 
technical mm-hmm. influence. I, I, I spoke yeah. with Andy this week. He used a great phrase. I haven't publicly used it yet. I'm going to now. Uh, people are trying to turn our sport into a science. It is not a science. It is just that. It's a sport. Mark Clattenburg this week in the mail. Refs are bottling it and using VAR as a safety net. Last night, Timo Werner. Magnificent goal. Mm. He's onside. Yeah. He's onside. Yeah. Everything about him is onside, apart from maybe half an inch of his short sleeve shirt. Nonsense. Um, two handball yeah. decisions. Liverpool yeah. looking for one, which I thought may have been. Uh, at Fulham, a huge goal ruled out because the ball hits an arm that's in a, in a perfectly legitimate place, drops to a player, bang, goal. Two, two offside, uh, two, two handball laws these days. I, 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 Andy and I have been of the same opinion for a long time. It's added nothing. It, it's, it's muddied the waters. Where are you with it? Are, are there or were there times you wanted it, watching your team play, or, 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 or was was there a, a, a thought perhaps like mine that, that it's pure now in the championship? Well, I think I think if you if you go back to when 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 we played it. The game was just spontaneous. It just kicked on. There was never really any breaks in it. And okay, you had the controversial Correct. things. If something yeah, yeah. happened, you saw it. But you just got on with it. And, and sometimes I think you you find it even itself out throughout the season. I'm not a fan of it because the stop start thing. I, I'm no I'm not a fan of it. The the, the VR. I'm, I'm dead because you're right. I think it's added a lot of controversial stuff into the game where like the game of football just to be quick, quick, quick all the time and. Something happens, and you have okay. an argument, and then you move on, and then you you go, you go on with the game. I, I don't think I I think it's caused a lot of problems in the game. I really do. I think there's a lot of talking points when you don't need to talk about them. I think there's things. I mean, I seen the goal yeah. last night, Tino Werner. I mean, I mean, he mean, I mean, he must have half a fingernail more than what Andy Robertson had <laughs> on his on the line. You know, you think. I mean, dear oh dear, how many times do you need to stop? It's offside, onside. Is it a penalty and even the one last night with Kante in the penalty box, I mean, they even took time to look at that one with a handball. You think, there's no way that guy could get his hand anywhere you know, else. Yeah. Do you know what, as well, Paul, I think we are a sport. I mean, the three of us are sitting here talking. We love the sport. We're spending mm. our lives surrounded by it and involved in it. And for me, there are sports that are geared for technology. You know, yeah. tennis, cricket, yeah. American football. Sports that stop start, sports that are not continuous. The beauty of our game, as you mentioned it, and that was a very good point you made right up at the top. It's a continuous sport. It flows, mm. it ebbs, yeah. it's full of emotion. What we're doing, we're taking emotion away from the most emotional sport in the world has ever seen, in my opinion. Yeah. Other sports lovers of other sports might disagree. Sorry, you ain't got a leg to stand on. I'm right. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> sport that's full of. I second well, that. Sorry, <laughs> it, it's full of emotion. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely 100% full of emotion and we're draining it out of us. That wonderful goal, yeah. Chelsea, I mean, let's think about that. Chelsea prepared, the, the coach had prepared, Liverpool, high line. I'm going to play Werner yeah. at the top end of my pitch because if we can take it, if they hold that high line, let's flip a couple over. Let's fl- just nick them over. Don't even look for them. Just flip yeah. it over the top and we'll get in. Let's see if it works. Perfect. Works yeah. to absolute perfection. And somebody, somewhere, Paul, is finding a reason to disallow the one thing we want to see, a goal, a wonderful goal. For me, that's a nonsense. Liverpool, that goal had been given and it should have been, I agree with Keezy, Liverpool would not have moaned at all. Not at all. Yeah, I 100% agree. 100% agree. I think 
there's nobody if that VR wasn't there, you're right. I think Liverpool accepted that we've we've lost a goal here, we need to get back into the into the game. But I think the I just think it's, it's the game's better. That's just my opinion. The game's better without it. I just really think it's better without it. And there, there's been decisions that probably I played with McKee, Randy, and, and you. You went, we've got done there by a, a wrong decision. But you you moan about it for maybe 24 hours, then you let it go again, then you go to the next game. But whereas yeah. VR yeah. is a massive talking point. It's a story now, VR. It's a story within itself. Well, they promised us, Paul, that they'd take us to a, a, a utopia, that we wouldn't be discussing uh, referees' decisions anymore. I, in my view, <laughs> that, that's what we've done more than anything else since its introduction. And, 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 and I know it's not going away, but they, they need to find a better way to deliver our sport for us. The other thing that bothers me, Paul, I mean, you, you, you're freshly out. and You've been closer to it more recently yeah. than obviously Andy or myself ever. How... How has it changed? See, I'm, I'm, I'm watching football now. And, and Andy and I have discussed this on, on Being Sports many times. A, a decade ago, a whole host of European coaches were looking at our game, the most successful league in the world, and saying to themselves, I want a piece of that. I want to go and work there. Because there were chances. There were, there were goals scored. It was lively. You could leave a little bit here and there. You certainly were allowed one to a greater degree um, uh, as a defender. But what what they've done instead of embracing it, they've they've changed it. I watched Chelsea, Chelsea Manchester United, one thousand passes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The night after, I forget the game now. I've seen so many this week. The night after, uh, West Brom, I think, eight hundred passes, eight hundred passes, and it was I don't know a one nil. I, I I just find it so bland now. Are, are we in danger of? I, I don't think that, that we'll ever. Be, be terminal that, that we turn people off entirely but are we in danger of reinventing a product that didn't need the attention it's had from abroad it's really funny you saying that I, I remember years going by when I, when I used to watch um, when you guys know it was B Sky Beat at the time wasn't it and yeah. they, and I remember watching that I remember it was a German programme uh, called Sat Eins there and it was always gave you German football on a Friday night and I remember watching that that program, and thinking to myself, dude, yeah, Bundesliga looks really slow. I think I could play in that, right? And this was me away back. <laughs> and I, 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 it wasn't and I went slow. there. <laughs> uh, Andy, Andy, that's my point. You know what? That's my point. Even I went there. Guys were, it was what I read, guys were flying everywhere. The ball was moving. <laughs> I couldn't see the ball in the first few games. I was like, where, where's this ball going? I thought, wow, this this ain't slow. This, and it, I swear to God, it took me a bit. Two or three games, and I, I played against a guy called Paolo Sergio, a Brazilian guy, in the first game against Bayer Leverkusen. And do you know what? I lost two goals against them because I didn't know where the guy was coming from. I didn't know where the ball was going. I didn't know. I went mean, the, the same game I watched in Peace Guy B all the years ago. And, they, and honestly, and I went and I went. I remember my second game was against Fortuna Dusseldorf at home in Dortmund. And we won 4 0, and, and I got a grasp of the game. But honestly, the, the game, the ball moved unbelievably quick. It moved incredibly fast. Guys were running really fast. What I think has happened, if you roll the verse, is the ball's moving really, really quick that people don't really see it until you're on the field of play. And I know to that where the speed of the ball, Andy, and the speed of the brain is really quick. And I get everybody's point of that the guys are coming in and trying to play a different way. But when you're actually on the pitch, the ball will move at a rate of knots where I think people think, where, where does that went? That was just my view on it. But if I all reversed it when I went to my German days, 
I, I, I get, mm-hmm. I see, I get it with German football, but it, I, I just sometimes, I, I, head in my hand, you got a free kick halfway in the opposition half. You don't, you don't put it in the box. You, you come out, you pass it back, square across a back line into a left back position, down the left side, probe, stop, mm, maybe not. <laughs> come out, come back, square. Keeper's got it. Gigi, you're a dinosaur. You're a Honestly. dinosaur. Stop that now. Stop that. <laughs> you're, you're being left behind. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. My, my, my thing about the modern game. Can I just? I'll give you a quick. Snapshot. Go on. You know, it, it depends. I, I know Paul would love the way he played his football. Would love loves watching Manchester City and teams like that. And yeah. and, there, and the way I played my football because I wasn't as skillful as him was was a different way. I was a centre forward, so I wanted to be involved. But I just think in a, in a game where the best players, I think we're doing well. I disagree with this. Are the, the front men, the people who score the goals. The ones yeah. that win you the games, defenders save you games, forwards and, and attacking midfield players and whatever win you games. But the, the people who are on the ball at the top level, more than any other player on the pitch, are your centre backs. Now, I don't get that because if I've got uh, Liverpool, I think I would excuse from this because at their best, Paul, I think what they do do is get the ball to their front three as, as often as not lump it, get yeah. it there as quick as they can so that they're on the football pitch involved in the game because why else would you want those three if they're not involved whereas I do think we spend so much time uh, I watched the game I watched Everton who did Everton play in midweek 1-1-0 with Charlotte that was the one that's the one at yeah. Goodison yeah. Uh, yeah there was there was one shot on goal from Everton one shot and that was the goal with Charlotte and one shot from the opponents in the very last minute where they could have got an equaliser apart from that yeah. that was the only two attempts that the goalies had to deal with now, I don't remember playing in games like that, Paul, where yeah. nothing happened in the penalty area. I really don't. Yeah. And I, some, I just I just hope we're not turning it into a, a keep ball session at times. I watch a lot of games. We watch 360 of yeah. them. And so many games are keep ball sessions. Now, yeah. do you think, is that because of the influence of the foreign coach? Or do you think you guys, the British coaches, would have gone that way anyway? I, I, I think it's a a good, a good point in that. Do you know what I always think football is no right way and a wrong way to play it? But ultimately, you have to win. Yeah, I think that's everybody, everybody has to win, win games where you want to win. My, my view, and is when you're, when you're, um, when you're a footballer, I could never rest, it really, I never felt at ease if I never won anything but a trophy at the end of it. You could win games, mm-hmm. but then they'll get a trophy at the end of it. And I, that didn't rest with me, that I always wanted a trophy, I was always quite hungry for to get trophies under my belt and I thought it's not, I won a few but I just didn't like playing football for the sake of playing it and playing oh, we won here and we drew here and we won here you know what it's like at Old Firm I mean you've you you have to win yeah. every single game where you play Barcelona Parkhead or Ibrox where you play Man City they finally expect you to in one game and I always felt that was a great thing to have on your shoulders there and I think it's a I, I think wherever a coach goes I think if he, if he understands the culture of the club that culture could be a passing team or it could be a team that goes direct mm-hmm. or a team that plays really yeah. quick. I think mm-hmm. they have to fit into that culture where that's what they are with it. And I think I definitely think that no crowds has been horrendous for everybody. I definitely think that mm-hmm. played a major part. And you said there maybe no yeah. having a shot yeah. at the goal. Or, people people take the ball where they normally don't take it. They'll take it and think, well, I can take the ball because nobody's going to criticise me here. It's when the crowd come back in and think, I don't want this thing. I want a, there's an eye patch there. I don't want it. So, so I think when you look at that, there's a, there's a, 
you know what I'm talking about there. There's people run away from it. I think I don't want to go. Paul, do you think? Do you think Monday to Friday players have actually enjoyed playing in empty stadiums without the pressure? I think about I think about a few players like that. Like I said, yeah, when the crowd come back in and think, oh, hang on a minute, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to criticise here, I don't want to make a mistake. The crowd changes the whole game. It changes the speed. Of it. it changes. It changes your tackling. It changes. Yeah. It, it changes the emotions. Yeah. Without a doubt, you, you need that crowd. I mean, obviously, with no crowd in it, it's been it's been really tough. It's not the same game, and and uh, yeah, people will will take the ball because they think, well, I don't need to get criticised. And people won't take the ball because the crowd's back in. But that's just my my view on it, you know. I think you're right. I I I, I know there's been a number of changes uh, certainly since Andy played. I I mean the um, the sock that that is required to be removed now, or the foot of the sock, uh, and just the stocking is worn <laughs> because players have to put in insoles or inserts in, in into boots. I get you know I don't, don't mm. want to be a dinosaur, Andy. Change we've 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 we sparked change many years ago, and I like to think myself ahead of it um, often. But this one did did Absolutely. catch me. Um, Chelsea players putting boots in a microwave oven before games to make them more comfortable, Paul. H- have you come across, <laughs> and I'm serious, have you come across this habit? I've seen it. I've seen it. And um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's not a microwave oven. It's, uh, you take out your McCain chips before you put your boots on. But I think the, 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 <laughs> the, the thing... Um, the thing, I, I mean, I've seen it. I know the little thing they're talking about here because that's what these lads had. That Colin Queen had actually done one down from Huddersfield, and and um, the lads um, put their boots in is to give them, yeah, whatever they want to do, heat them up or whatever they want to do. But you're right. <laughs> if I go back to my day, yeah, and my, and probably Andy did. I just put my boots on my fingers on, mate. Let's go and play. Yes. I never thought about it. And I was never superstitious. I was never. I was never. <laughs> you're, you're too busy trying to win games and put your. You know, it was. It was um, yeah, I've seen you that. Know I've what, seen... Paul, you know what, Paul? You know what, Paul? I saw in my time. I do remember this. That in the winter, a couple of lads that, that I played with various teams, they did used to put their boots on the radiator in the dressing room, just I... turn them upside down with the open back on top of the radiator, just to warm the inside of their boots. I remember players I, doing that way back then. I say, I, Andy, it's, 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 I've seen I've seen that players just absolutely putting it on the raid. Even when I was growing up at St. Murray and that things like that, I've seen lads put their their boots in just the radio just to heat them up. But they never ever they never had these sort of things that they've got that they've got that they've got now. You no. know. No, never. It's a different world. I think the, the the gaffer sometimes Paul must scratch his head, turn his back, and just say, "Listen, fine, get on with it if that's what you want. <laughs> you if that's what you want to do." Yeah, I think I said. I think I said. He's like, "Well, we've got to win games. If it makes them feel comfortable, and it's um, and you can go and win games, then okay, go and do it." But it's, I just look at it. And I just I just just kind of have a smile, you know. I think day to day, that's when they when they happen. But that's but. <laughs> That's what I say. There's no right way and a wrong way. There's no everybody's got their own opinion on it. I remember going to Cologne. We played Cologne one day in, in the Cologne's last game of the winter break. It was absolutely snowing. It was unbelievable heaven. And I remember coming into the warm up and I said to the, the bomber, the captain, I said, Bomber, I need a short sleeve shirt. He looked at me as if I'd home. You know, I think 
Taylor James Bunt. <laughs> what? Short sleeves. Short, I said, bomber needs short sleeves. I can't, I can't play in this long sleeve store. Yeah. But that, again, it's just, I think it's just where you, where you come from and what you, what you brought up with, you know? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've enjoyed it, Paul. Thank you, and thank you for coming out in what's been, uh, as as I said at the start, uh, hold on, an hold on, Richard, go on, go hold on, on Richard, go on, go Richard, on. Richard, she's going to throw right, the dangers one. Just before we lose Paul, well, I was just saying, just before we lose Paul, I, I'm just wondering if you'd like to say congratulations to the Teddy <laughs> for uh, for winning number fifty-five or not? Be one of the first, number one, Paul, <laughs> number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to say that, right? I'm never going to say that, but they've played well. They've played well. <laughs> they've played well. I'll, Steven, take Steven, that. Austin, Steven, I'll take that. Stephen's done well. He's done. He's done well. He's done well. He's done well. Uh, Paul, it's been brilliant. <laughs> yeah. th- th- thank you. That's as close as we got to brilliant. a compliment, isn't it? Thank Thanks, you. Paul. Great, Paul. Look, cheers, lads. Cheers. <laughs> Paul Lambert. You know what I've loved down the years, Andy, is watching you guys from the old firm get together and when we brought a number of the boys out here to Qatar for golf days. And, and there's a real camaraderie. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, there's still a line, isn't there, that, that isn't crossed. You'll, you'll appreciate what, oh, uh, yeah. as Paul just said, you know, what a job Stephen's done. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to say congratulations. No way. See, that's the line that doesn't get crossed. But. Uh, Listen, I've had nine years of it going the other way, so it's nice for a change to have a little dig at the wee man. And if, Different class. if our mate... I knew what he'd be like. I texted him yesterday. <laughs> I actually texted him yesterday, Keezy, and I said, I'm really glad that you'll be talking about the Rangers tomorrow and we're fifth, fifth title success. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't. <laughs> and if our mate Gary Young is listening somewhere... In, where, where is he these days, Andy, Gary? Because he, he was in touch last week after he, I... He's off I the west, he's off the west coast of Scotland. Right. Looking to sell golf tours. No, no. Yes, yes. He's on the, off, the, off the west coast of Scotland, um, doing his golf tours. I think he's settling in really nicely. Yes, you see, you've, you've now alienated the Rangers family uh, because of your um, jokey, this is the first title you've ever won. That doesn't go down well and sit well with us. Well, I, I'm so, not suggesting it. Is um, I, my job uh, is we simply... Have joined the long, we <laughs> I, have joined a long list of people behind you. I just ask the questions and I, I read these things and it's interesting for me, obviously, by way of research and, 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 and learning to understand what's been happening. It, it's all part and parcel of that job. Uh, but by the way, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how many that we, we, we uh, brought in or, or fool, but uh, thank you also to our mate Mike Osman, um, who was terrific um, as Donald Trump all those years. All those oh yes, years ago. oh yes, <laughs> so funny. Still makes me chuckle. That's it. So uh, uh, we'll leave you alone, Andy. I think you've done brilliantly. I, I can sense there's a little bit, bit of tiredness and anger, and uh, 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 also a little bit of pain there. So I'll, I'll get out of the <coughs> way. Um, anybody that's got anything to say to us, do please no get problem. in touch. Insta and Twitter at Keys and Graypod at keys and A-N-D grey pod and uh, hopefully uh, we, will, we will update from emergency ward 10 this same time next week <laughs> yeah absolutely Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 